Kill you in truth mornings with your guy DMAC. Like and subscribe and comment. And man, we had a big day here on the, the Kill You with Truth Network. Is it a network? I don't know. Sometimes it's just my mom. But I'm joined by uh Johnny Love. Johnny Love. What up? I think we what should up? call it a, a syndicate. A syndicate. Yeah. Uh, that sounds fun. I, I love how like mob they were mob syndicates. That's you know? what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that was kind of cool. I, I don't know what it takes to create a syndicate, uh, but that's kind of fun. The kill you a true syndicate sounds kind of dastardly. Instead of me just being in my basement on my ping pong table and, and Johnny run into the bathroom right before the show. Uh, I don't know. I think that sounds pretty uh pretty accurate. The syndicate of Kill You in Truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, what's the question of the day? What was your favorite PPP moment? Ooh, the Peyton Penner Peyton Presser. Or the Peyton Penner Peyton Presser. Or the Penner Peyton Peyton Presser. Or the Penner Peyton Peyton Presser. Real, real quick. Did I forget one? Well, shouldn't it be PPP? P? It could be because I'm saying presser. But I didn't think about that when I first told you what the stupid question of the day was. <laughs> Sometimes things evolve in the syndicate. Things just sort of, you know, they have their own pace. Did it again. My favorite moment was Mark Kisla putting George Payton on the spot. This was fantastic uh roll the tape johnny the first question obviously any dead money you know obviously this whatever if this would be extreme we we've prepared for any scenario you know with rich hurtado who, who runs our cap and and uh, we'll have flexibility either way to do what we need to do we're not going to be on the first wave of free agency like we were last year you can't do that every year We'll be very strategic, very specific on, on what positions, what players, uh, you know, uh, we try to sign. And then obviously we got to hit on the draft. We're picking high and uh, we have six picks. Uh, you know, we could we could have more. You know, we like picks and uh, and we'll go from there. And your second, I'm sorry, your second question. Uh, Mike asked you about your discussions and you said some things remain private, but he asked you specifically, was he threatened to be benched? Yeah. Yeah, we, we made a good faith attempt to adjust his contract. We handled ourselves professionally, uh, and you know, I'll just leave it at that. That was good. That was Eric Goodman, actually, but that's fine. Um, we'll get to Mark Kisley here in a second. On that right there, Eric sort of went after him, too, because he was saying, you know, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle things? And again, Eric sort of challenged him to go back about the confrontation with Russ. Here is Kiz, my guy Kiz, being even a little bit more direct. Was Sean aware of your your negotiations with Russ's agent at midseason? And you say the doors open mm -hmm. from your end to Russ. Do you believe that he's open to returning? I've talked to Russ. He's open to returning. And uh, in regards to Sean, you know, I hand Sean was not part of the negotiation. Sean was getting ready for Buffalo, and. Uh, you know, we handle the business, Rich and I, Sean was, you know, in season, you know, Sean is in prep, prep mode, and he was, you know, preparing for Buffalo. You knew about I handled the negotiations. And then Kisla goes, uh, uh, you didn't answer the question. 
You didn't answer the... All right. But it was confrontational. What can I tell you? You know, they had moments there that were like kind of in your face about what was going on. George Payton was put on the spot. No doubt about it. And, ah, you know, that's the way it goes. I was proud of uh, the local muggles for sort of slinging it around there a little bit. And and likely what George Payton had to do was dance. But, I mean, when he's saying that, you know, Sean Payton is, what do you say, Sean Payton is preparing for Buffalo? It was the bye week. Buffalo was not, not only was Buffalo not that week, they, they, they were not the week after, well, they were the week after, but on the Monday night. So, uh, yeah, I think they could have managed a little time in there. Listen, even, even Greg Penner admitted, um, you know, we didn't handle things. Yeah. We would have handled things maybe slightly different. You know, it wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but here's the truth of the matter. It's over. It's over. And, you know, in terms of headlines, thank God we have Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel, but in general, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap and nobody's going to care about the past in terms of, he said, he said this, that threatening contracts, whatever. What what will happen now is that they will try to trade Russ, and that won't work either, likely, and then they'll just have to release him. And I think this will all happen relatively soon. But they've got a lot of other things to figure out first. So while that might be going on in the background, you know, Sean Payton said, well, we'll give ourselves a week or so to come back and get on it. But meanwhile, people are being fired left and right. And coaches are being interviewed. And you can't wait too long, frankly. Um, but if you want to get away for a couple of days or whatever, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Really, one of the biggest news to pieces of news to come out is just the fact that George Payton was there. And listen, here's Greg Penner saying, I believe in Payton and Payton, Mr. Owner. It's been a year now, and um I, I thought it worked really well, especially the partnership between Sean and, and George. Uh, that relationship between head coach and, and GM is critical. Uh, I was impressed with the way that they handled uh, going from free agency to the draft. Uh, it was great to see a number of young players that George and his staff had drafted previously step up and, and play key roles. Uh, so we, I thought there was improvement this year, and I think George can help us build a, a winning roster here. Okay, so that's the, uh, there you go. Um, I mean, that is a big news story, whether George Payton was going to survive uh, the year, whether Sean Payton was going to replace him. That actually was probably the biggest uh, takeaway out of everything, that George Payton was there. He gets along with Sean Payton. I mean, I suppose anything can happen. And when it comes to GMs, you always got to kind of survive post-draft. Because GMs and personnel people, their year is really April to April. Um, that's the biggest part of their year, draft to draft. So I think overall, they're good together. But to make sure they're really good together, you got to get a couple weeks past the draft. But, I mean, you know, this is the case to this point. 
And, you know, I think Broncos fans should be encouraged that Penner, Peyton, and Peyton, Peyton, Penner, Peyton, Penner, Peyton, 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 Penner, Peyton, Peyton, Penner, they all get along. Meanwhile, Greg Penner on Russell Wilson. There you go. Uh, you know, I'd say anytime um, you have a situation like this, it's, it's, um, and it's, you know, you try and have these conversations. Um, it's not always going to be easy. Uh, I'm sure that we could have handled, you know, you always look back and there's, there's different ways you can handle things. So I'm sure in this case, we probably could have done some things in a different way. But again, our, our goal was to, to try and see if there was a, a nice constructive path forward that, um, that was amenable to both parties. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, you paid, how much money did they pay Russell Wilson anyway? Minimal to both parties. They don't want him. Russ would love to stay here. Bought a house with 12 bathrooms. I mean, why not? But this is the way it goes for the vast majority of older quarterbacks. Not everybody gets to ride off into a, into the sunset. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers had to change teams. And boy, is he having fun with Jimmy Kimmel these days. That is a hoot, those two. Oh, my God. So much fun. I thought Sean Payton came off pretty good yesterday. I did. You know, one, one of the things that helps is, is when you can be honest about yourself. Heck, I'm putting myself on video. I can be honest. It's not pretty. But, but here is Sean Payton being a little bit human. I want to get my eyes fixed. <laughs> so I call the right play, and I don't mess up and call a wrong play on a play that happened one time this year. That was embarrassing. Johnny. <laughs> he wasn't going to let that happen. <laughs> uh, what are we doing here? Let's go. A play sheet. Uh... Let's. Uh, let's... Let's call this one. Oh, wait, wait. No, no. Oh, no. Whoopsies. Sorry. Do you like that out of Sean Payton? You know, I got to get my eyes fixed. I got to be, I got to be better. I got to, yeah. You like that, Johnny? Does that make him a little, a little do, bit more human? Do you think it was that onsides kick at the beginning wait, of the yeah, season? Yeah, that's, that's not what, what it was. Wait, why the hell? Do, oh. Whoops. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Johnny, that's funny. I'm going to steal that on the radio show later. That was a good one. Oh, I meant kicking in the end zone. Whoops. Oh, whoops. Woo, that's embarrassing. I don't know. Um, what, what, Johnny, are you a fan of Sean Payton? You, you know, um, I'm like half and half. I think he is kind of funny and self-deprecating. Um, but I, I think he also carries himself with maybe a little too much, uh, you know, self-love. I don't know what the wor right word there is. Well, but... nobody knows about self-love more than my guy, Johnny Love. Hey, yo. Meanwhile, how's the NFL doing? Pretty damn good. So for all the, oh, hey, take your skirt off for playing flag. That is a direct quote, by the way, from the back and forth between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. Can I, can I get the transcript on that one? Seven O's and maybe an exclamation point. 
I'm going to name my daughter. That would be Dane Cook ripping off Louis C.K. I got them all, Johnny. The NFL regular season games averaged 17.9 million viewers, tied for second highest since averages were tracked in 1995. So the highest average on record is 18.1 million from 2015. So I, I suppose you could say it's down from 2015, but the, the league is doing better than ever. And the reason is because they've extended um, the wild card qualifications. Uh, Hans Schroeder, who sounds like a criminal in that Christmas movie, Die Hard, the league's executive vice president of media distribu distribution. The, the vice president of media distribution is Hans Schroeder? McLean, I'm going to mess up your Christmas party. He pointed to the number of teams still alive for the postseason going on. Of the 272 games, 113 were decided by six or fewer points, the second most in league history. Johnny, that means there's parity and hope. And when you have parity and hope, you got eyeballs. That's what you got. When everything is being played on relatively the same level and the games are close and you keep your teams in it to the very end, like the Broncos were, man, people are going to be paying attention. So good for you, NFL, for still being popular. Congratulations. Johnny, what are you doing tonight at around 8 o'clock? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Well, you got to choose. Avs or Nuggets? Nuggets or Avs? What are you going to do? They're both playing tonight at 8 o'clock. We got Avs playing the Golden Knights, who on the surface are good, but kind of suck of late as they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. And then you got, oh, my God, here's Utah and the Nuggets at 8 o'clock. And the, the Jazz, who aren't that great, but have been pretty hot of late, 8-2 and two in their last 10. Johnny, they're playing at the same exact time. What are you watching? To be honest, I uh, just turned 36 as an elder millennial. I'm probably going to be asleep. I'm not going to lie. You know, that's the type of attitude that gets you ladies. The Avs and Nuggets uh, both <laughs> plays. <laughs> well, is it? <laughs> hey, honey, guess what, babe? You run with me. We're in bed by 8 o'clock. I'm asleep. Just saying, you can count on me to be in bed at 8 o'clock. Yeah, no, that's got a lot of appeal. Avalanche, uh, Atari Lekkinen is, is skating and, and getting better, and hopefully his return will happen soon. I still think, you know, it's a little bit interesting what they've got, the goaltending situation. It's tricky, though, to say the Avs are doing poorly. They're definitely not. Um, they are right now in their division and they play in the central. They are three points behind Winnipeg and uh, Winnipeg has a game in hand. So that could actually be five points if Win Winnipeg wins their next game. So not bad. They're also third place in the overall Western conference too. And again, the Avs and Nuggets have something in common. They they have played the most games of any team in their respective sport. They both teams have had a lot of games early. So there's quite a few teams that have games in hand. But the Avalanche are at the exact 
middle of their season with 41 games played. They're 26, 12, and three. They're seven, two, and one in their last 10. You know, overall, you got to be relatively happy with where they are. They're probably, depending on what Winnipeg does, they're either three or five points out of first place. Well, you know, that's not insignificant. That's quite a bit. And they really worked their tails off to, you know, win the Central last year. So they're doing well, and they just have a quiet issue with what they're doing at goaltending because on the surface, Georgiev has won a lot of games. But if you look at just a little bit of the more advanced analytics, you know, it's it's kind of so-so. And do they really feel that great about Ivan Prozvitov? Well, not after the last game. However, they did not make a change yet in that department. They did have a great win against the Bruins where Gorgie, that's what it's Gorgie, not Georgie, but Gorgie, played really terrific, except after the second goal, he smashed his stick to smithereens. And he's got this just kind of explosive, weirdly bipolar explosive type of personality. I'm not saying he's bipolar. I'm just saying that sometimes he's very, very calm and quiet. And other times he's smashing sticks and being incredibly angry. So this is the third time that I remember of him just exploding, you know, in anger. Um, one time after a game, smashing against the boards, smashing Sam Malinsky, smashing his stick. The guy likes, the guy like just chews up goalie sticks. And those things, Johnny, those things aren't cheap. So it looks like the bond between the players themselves after uh, Tave said, hey, listen, 14 guys, yeah, six guys, hey. It looks like that is feels a bit remedied, not a big deal, mostly because Nathan McKinnon is the best player in the world. Valerie Nachushkin is playing out of his brains, and Miko Rantanen is steadily, consistently one of the top 10 players in the world, never mind Kiel McCarr. So they're relatively healthy as they wait for Lekkinen to come back and, you know, knock on ping pong tables. Let's hope for, you know, Gabe Landeskog too. Meanwhile, so that's, that's the Avs at the halfway point. Pretty good with some questions, okay, and, and goalie being one of them. When you look over at the NBA, the Nuggets are, are in quite a, kind of a similar situation. They have played a lot of games, 38 games, so they're not quite to the halfway point, but their schedule lightens up considerably. They're one game behind Minnesota, and um, and they're a little bit behind Oklahoma City. So the standings here are a little weird. Yeah, but anyways, the problem here, not a problem, but the fact is a lot of teams have games in hand to the Nuggets, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. Bad thing, they could pass the Nuggets. Theoretically, good thing is it's time for those teams to be a bit exhausted and hopefully drop some games. So they're not quite to the halfway season. They're doing okay. The Nuggets are 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, um, and so are the Jazz. So great game tonight both johnny i hope you can um you can stay up tonight for all this exciting denver sports action i i, I don't know i might have some games in hand to do tonight if uh if you know what i'm saying hey yo you really need a symbol for that it's too far away you know I could go, away. you know i could go get one i know you know it's, i could go get one it's too far away are you yeah, sure? We gotta move on with the show. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Are you positive? Mm -hmm. I'm like looking at nine of them right there. 
Well, are you counting the hi hat because that's two. Are you sure? I, I think I think I think we've already wasted enough time talking about it. Let's uh, what's on the shelf? It up. What's on the shelf? What's on the shelf? What's on the shelf? I, I don't. I think we um uh touched on this the other day, but I don't think we actually explained it. There's a little Broncos card. Um, I don't know if that's the same one as the as the Sean Payton ice cream, but it's to your right. Uh, sorry, right to there? your left. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the same. That's is it? Oh, yeah. It's the, that's the that's oh, the uh, infamous oh, no, Sean no, Payton. No, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. This is different. Yeah, that's what I thought. This is different. Till I mean, you know, happy Darren, holidays. Happy, happy holidays. We would be in complete without your coverage. Wishing you a merry game day and wonderful holiday season. Broncos, Darren. 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 Pers- personalized. <laughs> personalized. From, from who? Broncos PR. Who signed it? Broncos PR. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know. with the details, you, you, you with the details. Damn. Listen, let me tell you, um, I think I don't feel like I've ever really held back on my feelings about the Broncos. And sometimes it's been complicated because it involves ownership and um, high price things. And um, I mean, it's been an interesting bag of, of stuff with the Broncos over the years. They have treated me so uh, kindly and so professionally, and I am uh, having a serious moment here in the midst of our mayhem to say thanks because they really have been terrific. And it's not always easy. And here's what's great about the Broncos, the Broncos PR. As long as you're fair, they're okay with it. As long as whatever you're saying is fair um, and you try not to be too personal, but if you're fair, they're okay. Yes, John. To, uh, to uh, you know, jump on your point there, yeah. Broncos PR team, the best in the business, I think. They're really good. And I'm I'm really close with the Avs PR team and the uh, Nuggets PR team, too. I think they they all three do an extraordinary job. And the only reason I'm leaving off the Rockies is just, I mean, I, I really just don't have a relationship with, with anybody over there right now. And it's nothing personal. It's just, um, you know, a matter of them not being all that competitive. There was a power ranking of Major League Baseball teams recently, and the Rockies were um, second to last. So, I mean, they may be great. I, I I got no beef with them. I got no issues. I, I'm a baseball guy. I'm a big – look at – I mean, Ooh. I'm a baseball guy. Unk. Unk. Unk baseball. Go Unk. Um, so, but but listen, well, man, I think what's great about all – overall, we don't really have issues here in um, covering the teams because all the PR staffs for, for all the teams are actually super great and professional – and I think it's the best thing for the fans. Yes, John. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, all these all these wonderful uh, people that have to deal with you on a daily basis. They deserve some sort of hazard pay, maybe, uh, you know, a, a bonus at the end of the year. It's a it's a DMAC sort of tax. I thought you were Johnny Love. Well, we didn't do the angry thing today, so it's it's not Johnny. It's not Wait Johnny a Love, second. it's Johnny Angry. Is, is, am I something that you hate? It's a love-hate relationship. Uh, I'm just kidding. I could never hate this. Look, you're so cuddly and tiny. Don't, 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 don't. Don't butter you up. Don't. All right, send me some ice cream. Kill you a truth.